This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 87. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Red Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And in this episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we're going to be talking about a subject that was requested on Facebook by a Peas and Carrots community member, and her name is Christina Ann. And Christina asked that we talk about one of my favorite types of uh, subjects is ethnic foods and vegetarianism. Ethnic foods because I love, well, I'm a, Mexican food is my favorite ethnic food, but since we became vegetarians, we've been much more creative and experimental with different types of ethnic foods. So we're really happy to talk to you about that today. Yes, that's very true. There are, there are things that we eat now that we had never tried before. Right. Okay. But first, I know we have a new rating. We do. And it's a sexy one. Sexy. Oh, yeah. Sexy vegan diva. That's right. This is uh, from iTunes from December 8th of 2014. And it is by Sexy Vegan Diva. And Sexy Vegan Diva says, I always look forward to your podcast every week. It's fun and informative. Keep up the awesome work, ladies. The website redesign also rocks. Awesome. And you get all the credit for that. You have done an amazing job. And, you you. know, your confidence level when it comes to that stuff, because I know you were really hesitant at first even to do anything with it, but you just... You did an amazing job. So Well, thank you. I'm learning as I go. I remember the, the first iteration, the very first was, ah, <laughs> Well, you got to start somewhere. I That's know. the thing. And we, we got something out there. We got started. If you wait for everything to be perfect, That's nothing true. ever gets done. That's true. All right. Now I know we have a, we have a Facebook shout out, right? Well, we do, but not right now. What we'll do is we'll be shouting out throughout the episode. Ooh, okay. So, An episode yeah. filled with shout outs. Awesome. Shouting. Yeah. There'll be a lot of shouting in this episode. So, okay. Can I, can I do you, my shout out? Now? <laughs> do your, do your rant. Go ahead. It's not a rant. It's mm-hmm. more of a, a curious observation. Okay. And I've already warned her no swearing because I don't want to adjust the rating on the podcast. I know. I asked her, I said, can I talk about this just for a minute or two? And she said, as long as you don't swear, because then I have to change (laughs) the rating. And I think I've sworn one time on this podcast and I bleeped it out. out. Okay. Okay. So I will not swear, but I did. I, I was just really floored. And Larissa heard me yesterday when I was up here in my study watching these videos, just like, what? What is going on? Okay, so I was watching some videos where Vani Hari, who is also known as the Food Babe, she has a foodbabe.com. She's being interviewed and, and asked, you know, questions about how she started the site and some of the movements that she's been involved in, for example, you know, approaching craft foods, going to their headquarters with Mm, I think it was close to 400,000 signatures for changing certain ingredients in their products and I was watching this interview and I just happened to glance down at the comments section and I was floored by how many negative comments there were just attacking her. And I don't mean like just, you know, disputing or having a healthy debate about some of the stuff that she was sharing. I mean, really mean, just ugly, ugly comments. And it's one thing to disagree. That's fine. I mean, that's what, that's what it's all about. That's, that's great. If you have a, 
an opinion about things, but to be hateful towards people with like cuss words and stuff. It was just, I don't know. I think it was just uncalled for. I went to her site and of course she had a lot more support there. But I think one of the things that it opened my eyes to is that how people are like wild animals with food a lot of times. Like they, (laughs) I mean, it was like they were so... Even talking about it. Well, yeah, they were like so defensive about some of this stuff. And, you know, uh, the two things they would come up with automatically was, well, she doesn't have a degree. Who is she to talk about, you know, this kind of stuff? Okay, I have two degrees and trust me, and, and they're not anywhere in food, but that doesn't make you automatically smarter than people okay you and you have a degree too i mean that that's not it doesn't matter and if she had a degree even if she had a doctorate people would probably just say then she was a quack you know that's right that kinda, exactly. <laughs> that's kind of where they go with that uh and you know the other thing is they kept you know saying well where are your studies coming from and all this and the thing is is that she gets if you look on the for example one of my favorite uh, sources is the physician's committee for responsible medicine a lot of the stuff she's sharing is stuff um i don't know if that's you know necessarily one of her sources but a lot of the stuff she says is really just stuff we've even heard from Mm -hmm. them in some of the documentaries we've we've watched so it leads me to believe here's the thing it's not just people disagreeing but the fact that there's so much anger behind some of these comments that i saw just leads me to believe that we're a lot of people are just sticking their heads in the sand when it comes mm-hmm. to a lot of things. Well, and I think, and we were talking about this last night, it was so funny. We went to uh, our local theater last night to see Hairspray, the musical, and which was a lot of fun. But as we were standing in line waiting, it, it was so funny. Just We'd be talking about something, then out of the blue, here comes Vicky. I'm just still floored. I'm just, <laughs> it was so funny. Well, I guess but, what really bothered me is that she's trying to be a voice, right or wrong, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just say that you know, you're, you're, the science, maybe she doesn't explain behind, you know, the science behind it or whatever very well, which I disagree with. Anyways, but that's I not think necessarily she her job. She's either. a voice. Yes. She's an activist. She's trying to be hold these big companies accountable for what they're feeding you. And the fact that some of the ingredients are banned in other countries and that these companies will alter their ingredients to be able to uh, accommodate those other countries goes to show you that we're just asleep over here with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So my shout out was to Vani Hari. I, I did leave her a comment on her website or on her YouTube channel just to say, keep up the good work. I think it's just, I think the more sometimes people, uh, you know, cry about things or get angry about things that you, you hit a nerve and mm-hmm. sometimes it's a nerve that needs to be hit. Oh, I definitely agree. And you know, when you're talking about that and people getting so defensive, I think it a lot of times people will see it as kind of a personal attack on them and their uh, lifestyle or their their eating habits or, you know, and it's not necessarily that it's a it's not an attack on anybody's personal eating habit. It, it's just it's just to make people more aware and more conscious of it. But yeah. a lot of people just, you know, you say, well, uh, she says I shouldn't eat McDonald's. So if I eat McDonald's, she's saying I'm a bad person. Well, yeah, that's you know. how a lot of people, just like a vegetarian, just because, you, you know, people ask me uh, or will comment, like if I say, does it have meat? They'll ask, are you a vegetarian? Most people are cool with it, don't even say anything. But there are people out there that automatically their defenses go up. I don't know if they're expecting me to, like, judge them. Right. But they're probably judging themselves sometimes, too, just to mm. your point. That's true. So, That's exactly true. Yeah, so it's a lot of things with vegetarian, vegetarian uh, a lot of similarities, I guess, with vegetarian 
<laughs> vegetarianism <laughs> and veganism there too. So, okay, that wasn't too big of a rant, but I guess more than anything, I wanted to give her a shout out because I think that's awesome what she's doing. She needs to keep it up. It, it uh, I think, oh, the other thing that people were, were kind of using to discredit her was the fact that she does this full time now. So she makes money mm-hmm. off of her website, which really just has affiliate links, like not un- unlike what we have, but um, that, you know, she gets paid. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. She's not like selling, you know, cars on the side of, uh, you know, of, like affiliate w- links to cars or something. There are things that her audience would want to participate in. I know she started just a recipe program mm-hmm. where people were asking her for recipes. So she puts a package together and starts selling it. And of course, people that follow her like that, but then other people use that as, well, see, she's only out to make money. Real, really? Well, and she's, she's like not the, selling like diet com- pills. Well, like that the food companies work. aren't. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And somebody said, well, that's a conflict of interest. And I was like thinking, how oh, you want a conflict of interest? Why don't you look at the makeup of the FDA? Yeah. The people that are supposed to be protecting you. Mm-hmm. Go, go look at the backgrounds of some of those people and you'll yeah. see a lot of good conflicts of interest there. That's true. So that's I, true. I was reading something about Clarence Thomas was a, um, was a used to be a lawyer for Monsanto Mm -hmm. and surprise surprise a lot of his rulings go in favor of Monsanto so I mean you know you want conflicts of interest there's a lot bigger things to be outraged about than food babe and her website and going over to craft and having them you know her subway and having them change their ingredients yeah so giant shout out to Vani Hari uh the food babe uh keep it up keep up the great work we really appreciate it all right, I'm coming down off the soapbox now. Okay. Dum, 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 dum. Okay, so here we go. Now into some ethnic cuisines. All right. Where are we going to start? Are we going to go to the Caribbean? Sure, first? and I did these on purpose in alphabetical order. Okay. Uh, so, because I'm a nerd like that, and uh, that's, you know, it's got to be some kind of organization. It's chaos. Kind of like my my studio in there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we've been having that discussion. <laughs> Yes. I need to clean. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So let's start with Caribbean food. So one thing about uh, about Caribbean food that's good is that it tends to be very colorful, and that's because there are so many different vegetables used and grains. Uh, some of the vegetables that are used in Caribbean cooking are yams, okra, peanuts, beans, rice. And then they also use um, tropical fruits a lot. So mangoes and bananas and coconut. And, you know, very tropical. It's the Caribbean. It's it's fruity. Yeah, and they put those in a lot of main dishes too, right? Mm-hmm. Not just... So we use those a lot for more like dessert Desserts, type things, right. but they use it like in main dishes, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And then so some of the spices that are used in Caribbean type cooking uh, include ginger, cinnamon, vanilla, chili, cayenne, oregano, nutmeg, allspice. So you can see that there's a nice kind of blend of sweet sweeter type spices and savory type spices so i think that really makes for interesting cuisine and i know a lot of the the dishes can be really spicy but one thing and you'll find this with any pretty much any ethnic cuisine especially if you go to a restaurant um like if you go to a caribbean restaurant or chinese or japanese or anything like that is that you can always ask you know and most of the time restaurants will ask you you know what what the what spice level do you like? I always get the hot. Yeah, and the I always hottest. get no spice. And they always look at me like, "Are you sure?" Uh-huh. Oh yes, 
And they when look tears at me are like, coming, yeah. that's where it's good to me. And they look at me like, you poor wuss. <laughs> She's like, no spice. <laughs> no spice. Plain. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, and, and you know, I, I can't really speak too much to Caribbean food because I haven't really eaten a lot of it. No, but I will say, and I'm kind of going into our comment here, who, which is from Priscilla Hedes. Hedes. And she said, uh, this is on our Facebook or on our, uh, yeah, on our Facebook. On our Facebook. Book. Yeah, Facebook, yeah, Facebook page mm-hmm. or the group? Page. Page, okay. Mm-hmm. She said, Jamaican, I love jerk sauce and black eye pea tofu. Mm-hmm. I've never had black eye uh, pea tofu, but jerk sauce. I love jerk sauce. I just haven't had it in a while. Right. And uh, I haven't had black eye pea tofu, but I have had tempeh. When we went to the um, vegetarian or vegan festival in Austin a couple years ago, they had, there's a place there that's that makes black eyed pea tempeh and they had it uh, grilled on a skewer okay it was kebabs it was really good in fact rem- i don't know if you remember but i went back and got a second one because <laughs> i ate the first and i know you don't care for tempeh and you don't care no. for black eyed peas Mm-mm. but uh, i got one skewer and it was so good that i went back and got a second one yeah and then i went and got a vegan hot dog and then i had some <laughs> and we had some cookie dough and then we had, had a lot of stuff that day uh, but it was also good <laughs> All right. Anything else on the uh, Caribbean? No, thing? I, you know, like I said, that one's kind of short and sweet because I just don't eat it very much. So yeah, I don't have we a don't have that much of it yeah. about it. But let's move on to Chinese. Okay. All right. So Chinese uh, restaurants, a lot of times they'll offer vegetarian spring rolls and vegetarian hot and sour soup, but you need to make sure that you ask how they're made. We've mm-hmm. had the, we've done that before, and luckily before we got served the soup. They use chicken stock. Right. Uh, that story always cracks me up. Who was it that told us that story about, do you remember about the chicken water? That uh, so, some, yeah, it was a friend t- of ours that went into a restaurant. Was it Tim Page? Might have been. Uh, it might have been Tim Page. Uh, our friend Tim Page that does the intro and the outro for this podcast. Uh, I think it was him, but he went into a restaurant and that he, a Chinese restaurant, and he asked for if they had the, um, I think it was the sweet and sour, or, or maybe it was, uh, it was one soup. And he said, is there any meat, is there any meat in it? Is it made with chicken or is it made with chicken broth? And they said, no, no, it's n- nothing and like that. Uh-huh. So they brought it out and he was tasting it and he said, oh, it tastes to him, it tasted like chicken. He said, are you sure this doesn't have any chicken in it or chicken broth? And they said, no chicken broth, chicken water. <laughs> Oops. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You don't want so. that. So, mm. uh, yeah. So make sure you ask. Even the vegetarian spring rolls. I'm, uh, well, no. If they say vegetarian, typically they are vegetarian. Should be, yeah. Yeah. But if they just say spring rolls, you need to ask because they could have little uh, chunks of stuff. I went like also pork to- or shrimp. Yeah, pork. I went to a- um, it was a team building exercise that they had egg rolls. There were Southwestern egg rolls. And somebody said, no, no, they don't have any, any meat in it. But sure enough, when I cracked one open, they had beans and a lot of stuff hidden, but they had little chunks of chicken in there. Mm-hmm. So luckily I did not eat that. Right. Yeah. So I'll just always ask. And that's kind of the default for any, any time you go to a restaurant. All right. And then Chinese pizza. Which I've never heard of. I have not heard of this either. But it is actually a crisp fried onion pancake that is served with soy dipping sauce. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, that does sound good. I'm I'm not really a fan of just onions by themselves, but that might actually be good. And then another thing that is a good thing to order in a Chinese restaurant is vegetable dumplings. And they can be fried or steamed. 
And I think you can either ask for them either way. I'm not really sure. I I don't know that I've ever ordered dumplings. Not, in a, not in a restaurant. No, mm -mm. no. Uh, you make the best dump dumplings. Well, actually. but those aren't those aren't uh, Chinese. But yeah, yeah. But thank you. Uh, okay. And then uh, what about some spices that are used in typically used in Chinese cooking? Okay. So there is garlic and ginger, soy, sesame oil, mirin, mirin mm -hmm. rice wine or vinegar, scallions, and five spice powder, which is typically cinnamon, star anise. Anise. Thank you. I always <laughs> mispronounce that. Anise, cloves, fennel, seed, and Sichuan peppercorns. Right. Have we ever had Sichuan peppercorns? I don't think so. Not by like, like in a, like by themselves. Not or no. Probably mixed up in something. Right. right. All right. Some things to look out for though when you go to a Chinese restaurant. Again, we just talked about the soup that is that can have um, chicken broth. So you want to make sure to ask about that. Eggs in egg drop soup and fried rice. And that's so if, if you're, you're vegan, vegan right? right? Oyster or fish sauce in recipes. That's a very common one. You have to look out for that one. And then long green beans. Make sure they don't add any shrimp or pieces of pork. Some restaurants add this and they don't say anything about it in their menu. So you want to make sure that you're asking the question and let them know. We've said this before. Mm -hmm. Let them know right off that you're a vegetarian or a vegan. And that kind of helps them to help you if right. they're knowledgeable anyways about their menu. We, right. We're very fortunate here that a lot of our favorite restaurants are very knowledgeable about that. They are. And, and you know, I've noticed that people are becoming more and more aware, um, servers and restaurants. And a lot of the restaurants or some of the restaurants that we go to even have a separate little vegetarian section. Um, now, that's not necessarily vegan, but, it, you know, it kind of puts you in the right area on the menu, at least. And then you can kind of go from there if you're vegan and say, well, can you, you know, leave this out or can you leave the cheese out or, so or, you know, whatever you want to do to make it vegan. Okay. And then we have a comment from a follower, Kristen Daven Davenport Burns, and she says, Mexican, Chinese, anything with a spicy garlic sauce, Thai fried rice, Mm, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, just Thai to reiterate, rice, yeah. these are, huh? I said Thai fried rice. Yes. Oh, I know that sounds good. Uh, and just to reiterate, these comments are coming from Facebook. I posted when I was preparing this outline. I just posted a post on our on our Facebook page, and then I also copied it to the Peas and Carrots Society group. And I just asked, I said, you know, I'm, I'm working on this outline for ethnic foods, and what are your, some of your favorite ethnic foods and uh, favorite dishes and favorite types of food? So Our that's friends where on the page these, are so awesome. They always respond to stuff like that. That's awesome. I know. So that's where all of these little comments in between the, the cuisines are coming from. All right. Thank you for clarifying. I might have sure. not have done a good job of that. <laughs> okay. Let's move into Indian food. This is some. This is one of those ethnic foods that I really did not have much to do with prior to becoming a vegetarian. And then we once we started getting more creative, I started expanding kind of... I'm much more daring when it comes to trying different things than you are. You are. And I'm much more daring than the old me. Much. <laughs> very. She would not even no. consider nothing i mean green, i think nothing, to me no. the biggest thing was when you tried avocado again i was i was very impressed with that even though you hated it so. i almost threw up but you know i'm glad <laughs> that was good i'm glad my you, near was... vomit experience could impress you <laughs> <laughs> well because you used to be so closed off to that yeah so it's really good that you're at least trying right okay let's talk about indian food okay so now indian food now this is something that i would like to start trying more of because I know that we've been to a couple of Indian restaurants when we went to the San Antonio Vegetarian Society meetings and things like that. They'll have it at a vegetarian, uh, um, 
at an Indian restaurant here in town. And, and it's good. I like it. It's just we don't tend to go on our own when it's just the two of us. So I think that we should make a date. Yeah, let's, let's make a date that. right here, right now. Let's post some pictures on Instagram. That would that be good. That sounds like a good idea. Okay. So we will go to Indian restaurant here soon. And that was one of our goals for this year anyways, is to use, utilize Instagram more because mm-hmm. we really get a lot of folks that like the pictures we post. So we yeah. thought we should post more stuff out there anyway. So that's good. We'll that's have good some idea. pictures to take. Okay, so then Indian food, of course, just like anything else, can be spicy or mild. And, I mean, you can get some really, really hot curries. Yes. You know, with the, the chilies. and and But then you can also ask for it mild or even, Ooh. oh, whatever. <laughs> even ask for, hey, I still have taste buds. You have burned off <laughs> everything on the inside of your mouth except for, That's I mean, true. anything in your mouth is just for chewing and swallowing food now there's That's, like nothing yeah no you can probably i'm surprised you can taste that's anything. probably why and then i need to get it hotter and hotter right yes exactly <laughs> pretty soon we'll just be putting a torch in your mouth <laughs> uh but anyway so just ask and then one of the other things that you can do with anything pretty much is you can always ask for like the spicy sauce on the side uh and do it that way that way you can just dip or just pour a little bit at a time um so okay some different things uh, different types of dishes in Indian cuisine. Samosas are the little vegetable filled triangles that are Love those. Ra- yeah, wrapped and then I think fried. Mm-hmm. And you can get those in uh, or you can bake some. Mm-hmm. So the, some yeah. of them just have like the pastry type right. and you can bake them. Uh, in fact, I prefer it that way. They're like yeah, less too. greasy. And I, we get those at our uh, farmer's market. Mm-hmm. There's some right. local folks selling those right and then pakora i think is um those are batter dipped appetizers and i don't think that the batter is egg but i'm not positive Um, but that's again that's something that you could ask uh dal is a dish that's made with lentils or other beans or peas and there's usually a wide variety of, of vegan selections of dal that you can you can get a lot of the vegetable dishes are made with eggplant or cauliflower, spinach, okra, or chickpeas. And I just made some hummus downstairs. That's not, we'll talk about hummus in a bit. That's not Indian, but, um, but it is chickpeas. And then another thing that's popular in Indian cuisine is mango. Yeah, neither one of us is crazy about no, mango. I'm really not. No. But mango desserts, mango beverages. And then uh, a lot of, the, some of the spices that are in curry. Okay, that in Includes coriander, ginger, cumin, mustard seed, turmeric, garlic, chili, fennel. What is that? Food? Fenugreek. Fenugreek. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, anise. Anise. No, no, I was looking at the last one. Car- cardamom. Car- cardamom. cardamom? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Anise and cardamom. Oh, right. Not cardadad, cardamom. Cardamom. <laughs> um, and then uh, just a couple of cautions. Um, a lot of dishes are made with ghee, which is clarified butter. So if you're vegan, you want to ask about that. And then also um, homemade cheeses and yogurts are, you know, dairy. Right. right. Um, may not be cow. It may be milk. I mean, milk. It might be cow, maybe milk. It might be goat <laughs> or sheep. Um, but anyway, so. And then on our, I, this is a, a fitting quote. From Facebook. This is from one of our followers, Dara, D-H-A-R-A. I hope I'm saying that right. Joshi. And she's she is Indian. And she said, uh, cauliflower and potatoes cooked with spices and tomatoes. Served with rotis or rice. And if I want something out of the norm, I love Indo-Chinese food, Hakka noodles and cauliflower Manchurian. 
That sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. Like, I'm not a fan of cauliflower, but I think if it was cooked with something else, that's the way I'm. Okay. I'll, I'll eat it. Yeah, yeah, I won't eat it raw by itself, no. or even steamed or whatever by itself. But when it's mixed with other stuff, mm-hmm. I'll eat it because mm-hmm. I know there are health benefits to it. It's just not one of my favorite things. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know we're kind of running a little long, so maybe we should move it along to Japanese food. All right. So in Japanese restaurants or at home, try the miso soup with kombu or kombu or mushroom stock. Seaweed salad is also a nice appetizer. Sounds like something you'd get on SpongeBob, but okay. That sounds like something I would try and you wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, I, I've tried seaweed That's before. So I don't yeah, care for it. Doesn't care for it's, it. I, I don't. I don't like anything that comes from the ocean except for salt. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, vegetable tempura is uh, deep fried, but it's got an egg-free batter, so that's good for vegans. And then vegetable veg, uh, vegetable teriyaki is prepared in a, a shoyu so- soy sauce. Oh, my gosh. These are like tongue twisters. Okay. <laughs> um, and then you can also ask for vegetable rolls, which are sushi style style rolls made with avocado, cucumber, radish, or other vegetables, and then served with pickled ginger and wasabi. And wasabi, you would probably like, it's a really hot green horseradish. Yes, that sounds really, really good. I think I've had those types of uh, sushi style rolls before too. Have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Uh, and then just the only caution really with this is... Uh, just with other any other Asian cuisine, a lot of times they'll use fish stock or ingredients or fish sauce or oyster sauce. So you want to make sure that you ask uh, if you're not sure. Ask about you know if they use fish sto- fish stock to prepare any of their foods. Okay, and we have a quote here from Christina Ann on Facebook, who's the one who requested this podcast. And she said, Thai curry, Indian sam- samosas and curry and Japanese maki rolls. Mm. <laughs> Did I capture that? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I've been really into Mexican also, though. Guacamole, I like everything. <laughs> so that's awesome. Well, and that's a good segue into our uh, next yes, cuisine, which, which is, is all yours. My favorite. So uh, very fortunately, fortunately that Mexican food usually is very easy to get or even alter to make vegetarian. And it includes a lot of tomatoes, corn, beans, rice, and chili. Uh, try one of the things Larissa and I like to get at our favorite Mexican restaurant are the vegetable fajitas, which is just a lot of grilled vegetables, but they come out just like fajitas would on a, on a sizzling plate. They smell great. They come with the sides, the beans, the, the rice. They give us, um, the charro beans at the restaurant because those are made without meat. The refried beans do have lard. So we get the charro beans and then typically like some tortillas, corn mm-hmm. tortillas. Yeah, you like corn. I like flour. Uh, I like corn too, but when I'm doing the fajitas, I really like the flour. Yeah. And then guacamole, of course, which is one of my favorite things. It is made with avocado, lemon juice, garlic, and tomatoes, sometimes onions, sometimes cilantro, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. different things in there. But very, very good. Some of the things to look out for, though. So as we just talked about the beans, you always want to ask if they make, if they have refried beans. There's some places, like I know Green Vegetarian Cuisine, obviously, they have refried beans that do not have lard in them. Mm-hmm. But you want to make sure that they're not made with lard. Also, Mexican food tends to be really heavy with the cheese and the sour cream. But you can request yours without those. Right, exactly. So and then enough. one more thing to, to ask, and 
Danielle Freed uh, actually brought this to my attention in the uh, she posted something last week in the Peas and Carrots Society about going to her favorite Mexican restaurant and not realizing until just that day when she went that the rice is made with chicken broth. The Spanish rice, the Mexican rice. That's a rice good point. That's why they give broth. us the white rice mm-hmm. in, in our vegetable. Yes. Yeah, because they, they do the same. In yes. Ours. And I hadn't even con- I hadn't even thought about that. You always think about the beans mm-hmm. and not the rice. So check your rice too, um, folks. Check it and make sure you know that they don't use chicken broth. All right. Anna Nacho Web, mm-hmm. as she said, Malaysian style tofu, and this is from Facebook, Malaysian style tofu satay. Tofu is marinated in lemongrass garlic, ginger, tamari, etc., then cooked in homemade peanut sauce, served with coriander, ve- is it vegas? Veg, veggies? I, I think she means veggies. Oh, veggies. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Uh, rice and noodles. Now I'm so hungry. Oh my God, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, it does. I'll have to try that. I'll look up a recipe and try that because that sounds really that good. It does. All right. So now let's move into some Middle Eastern uh, food and here's where we'll talk about uh, the tum- the tummus. The what the heck is wrong with me? <laughs> now this is one again that we really hadn't eaten before mm-hmm. we became vegetarians. Right, I-, I hadn't, and I know you hadn't, and you're not a huge fan. No, I mean I'll I'll eat it because I know you are. Yeah. So we go to the restaurant. That's that's fine, and I can find like falafel, which we're mm-hmm. going to talk about. But uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Right. So dolmas uh, are grape leaves stuffed with rice and that's good just again on this make sure that they haven't added lamb or pork or anything like that uh to that or beef just make sure you can look at the the description on the menu and and just see if it's make sure it's just just that and then uh tabula is a bulgur wheat with parsley lemon juice tomatoes cucumber so that's a good a good dish and then your falafel yeah, and that's spicy chickpea balls, and they are served with ta- ta- tahini, sorry, um, sesame, which is a sesame seed paste dressing, essentially is what it is. And that's probably one of my favorite things out of that that whole list. Mm-hmm. The good thing about falafel, too, is that you can get them in a sandwich uh, with pita. So yeah. you can do like a pita, and then they'll add like a, a slaw to it or some sort of uh, vegetable, grilled vegetables maybe, and that's really good. Yeah, and I should say that, falafel and hummus. Hummus, also, yes. Hummina, hummina, hummus. Hummina, hummina, hummus. So and hummus, of course, is chickpeas, and then it's with tahini and lemon juice, garlic, and then, of course, you can make, you can add different things. You can add jalapeno like you like, like make jalapeno hummus. You can do roasted tomatoes. You can do all different sorts of add-ins for hummus. Uh, baba ganoush is sort of similar, It's but it's eggplant. That's just fun to say. Baba ganoush. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the who. Uh, it was uh, all smirking over your. <laughs> uh, and then uh, any of these, the the good thing about these is a lot of them are they're soft, they're easy to pick up with pita or just you know shove it into a pita and and makes a really really good food. The other thing that I like about this is when you go to a Middle Eastern or a, a restaurant, you'll get plates you can get plates that have a little of everything i know that's really, really nice. good that's how i tried yeah i've tr- and that's how i kind of can say there's a lot of things there i don't really mm-hmm. care for but there are certain things i really like so right all right we have a oh some things to be careful of with when it comes to the desserts are that there's gri- the 
the Middle Eastern food is heavy on the honey and as sweetener. Mm-hmm. Just so, like with Greek or Yeah, uh, I almost said Turkish. Greek as a matter of yeah. fact. So yeah, so just be careful to ask. if it do, Even if it doesn't say it on the menu, just to ask, make sure there's no honey in it. Right. And then uh, we do have one more cuisine, but we've got um, some feedback or some input from Kevin Hicks from the... I don't remember if this was on the page or the group, but he says that there are Vietnamese tofu restaurants near where we work. They're great. But my favorite food has pretty much always been Tex-Mex. It's probably the most Texas thing about me. <laughs> and Kevin and his partner, James, are in Houston. So uh, they're just down the road from us. Tex-Mex is the best. Uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. All right. So we've got one more to talk about quickly, and that's Thai food. Yeah, and this is something that I we have had previously before becoming vegetarians, but we really got into it. Did we? Uh, I don't think we did. I oh, we you know Chinese. what? No, you're right. You're right. It this was, was not Chinese. this one. You're right. It was Chinese. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I remember that when we first went and tried it after we were vegetarian, we were like, "Why have we not done you're this right. before?" No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and then we ate a yeah. really lot of Thai food for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got a little sick of it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, so the good thing about Thai food is they use a lot of different vegetables um, served with rice or noodles. And a lot of the noodles are rice noodles. So there's no, it's they're not egg noodles. I mean, you can get get egg noodles, but if you get the, the rice noodles in a lot of dishes, then there's no, those are vegan. Yeah. And then most places will substitute tofu for the meat. It's usually on the menu, actually, is, you know, where it says meat option. It'll say chicken, beef, pork, and then tofu, which is great. And then ask, you can ask to, if it's possible to omit the fish sauce that they use, because they do use a lot of fish sauce. And then coconut milk is used in place of dairy, and the flavor is awesome. If you I like, like coconut. If you like coconut. I, was, I should say it's... I guess it's subjective, but I love coconut milk. So. I don't. <laughs> Anybody who listens to us will know <laughs> yeah, that. She does not like coconut. Uh, and then uh, there's also Thai curry, similar, uh, well, you know, to Indian curry, curry, but it's different, similar, but different. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but there's red curry, there's green curry. Similar and then in also, a different kind of way. Exactly. <laughs> See, you get me. Uh, and then you can choose spicy or mild on that as well. A lot of the herbs and spices in Thai food basil, cilantro, cumin, ginger, lime, lemongrass, uh, chilies, and then also peanuts are really popular in dishes and sauces. And I love adding peanuts to mine. You're not such yeah. a huge peanut no, fan. Well, you or you order extra. I'll order what yeah. comes with it. So like we have uh, one of our favorite things to get is pad thai. Pad thai. Mm-hmm. And Larissa always asks for extra lime and extra peanuts. Yes. I just I, get I love what it. they... I'll just usually take what they give me with it. <laughs> and then, you know, a lot, of, a lot of things that when we do, when we cook at home, I'll add cashews. And yeah, that, yeah, I'm you're not, not there. No, yeah. no. I like the salty crunchiness that it adds. Yeah, I, I can see that, but just, it's I'm not a big fan. Yeah. And just a couple of quick cautions for uh, Thai food is, you know, if you're vegan, watch out for the egg in the pad thai. We'll have scrambled egg in it. Also, uh, the fried rice tends to have scrambled egg, and that's the same with Chinese as well. And then, as I mentioned, fish sauce tends to be really prevalent in Thai dishes. And so you want to kind of ask how it's prepared, if they use fish sauce, if they can omit it. If not, there's plenty of other things that you can choose from. Okay, and then our quote, uh, we have another quote here, and this is from Kim. Helenius. Mm-hmm. And she's in Finland. Okay. And she said, I have a Finnish, I have a Finnish munakas that is one of my favorites. I ha- I can be wrong, but I think it is something like a frittata. If you translate 
Munakas, it is an omelet, but the recipe is not that. Hmm, interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah, no, I, I hadn't either. So I asked her and she said it's basically you saute some finely chopped leek, grated cabbage, grated carrot until it's almost cooked and then, you know, season it with, with how you like it. Crack four eggs into a bowl, add a half a cup of vegetarian um, cream and then or vegan, I guess. And I guess you could it's she specifies that it's thicker. Well, if you're using egg already, you're probably. Well, you probably need yeah. to just add a little bit, maybe almond milk. Uh, she says thicker than almond milk. So season it, pour over the vegetables and then just cook over a low heat and you can broil it to, you know, finish off the top. And, um, she said, serve wedges with rye cracker bread and a salad. That sounds good. Yeah, it does. Similar to a frittata that we make. Yeah. Okay. I think that does it for our main topic this week. And hopefully this is enlightened you to at least a few dishes or at least a few things about these ethnic foods that you didn't know previously. Again, I know we've learned a lot in the last couple of years about ethnic foods, and I've even learned from this episode that there's a lot of stuff we still haven't tried. I know. We need to go try stuff. Um, so, yeah. So then let's talk about the recipe of the week. And I thought what I would do for this is because we had so many, we didn't. I didn't have room in this episode to mention everything that everybody said in the Facebook groups. So I figured a good way to do that would be to kind of curate a list of all the dishes mentioned by people in those comments and just make a long list of, of links, recipe links. That's a great idea. And so if you listen uh, to this and you had mentioned something that you have a specific recipe for, let me know and I'll just add it post uh, production to, oh, that's cool. to the because I can go in anytime and edit the, the yeah and if you don't we'll find kind of one out there yeah I'm sure will. we'll find something out there yeah but yeah definitely share your recipes if you have good ones all right let's move into the quote of the week all right go the for it quote of the week comes from Martin Yen and he said people who don't travel cannot have a global view all they see is what is in front of, front of them those people cannot accept new things because all they know is where they live Ooh, nice. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of appropriate for this, too. It's It goes for food as well. Yeah. If you don't try new things, then you don't know what else is out there. Oh, and you're absolutely. Very, you have a very narrow um, food world experience, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, that's I'm just great. making stuff up now. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it for our episode this week. If you find value, we would greatly appreciate you heading out to iTunes and leaving us a rating, an honest rating. Uh, is always appreciated five star rating is amazing so uh, if you feel that we deserve that please head out there we also I wanted to say happy veggie anniversary, Larissa I know that as you guys are listening to this we are a couple of weeks away from where our veggie is we're recording this today on February 1st which is our official veggie anniversary day and it just started our whole giveaway uh, mm-hmm. week so, um, but I just want to tell you, happy Veggieversary, Larissa. It's Thank been you. amazing. I can't believe that. Yeah, I can't believe that it's already been two years two since years. we took this journey. And it's been a very re- rewarding one that has brought us a lot of new friends. Mm-hmm. So we are gr- very grateful for this whole journey that we're on. Yeah, we we're hope grateful. You guys are, we hope you guys are, are enjoying the ride with us, too. Yes, we're so grateful for you, too. All right. I think that does it for the show. All right. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com.
Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 